Happy Money Monday, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Women Effect Podcast. I am your host, Chris Ross, and if you're new to us, welcome. I am incredibly grateful that you're joining us for the first time. The outcome that we're after on each episode of this show is to introduce you to as many people as we cross paths with to inspire and to help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How we go about achieving this is one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that's success. Our guest for this week is the master of the four pillars of an integrated lifestyle, faith, family, fitness, and entrepreneurship, Mr. Josh Felber. Josh has over 30 years in entrepreneurship. He's a speaker, XB award winner, Emmy award winner, and podcaster for Making Bank. Perhaps you may have seen him featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, US News, Inc. 5000, E, NBC, ABC, Forbes, Business Insider, CBS, Fox, ClickFunnels. Somewhere have you seen this guy? He's been everywhere. Time is the only non-renewable resource in life. And that's one of the things that stuck out to me in this episode is Josh's way to be able to create more time for his faith, family, friends, and all his businesses. Stand by for a quick message from our co-host, Wes Bays, and let's go ahead and dive into today's show. Before I bring on today's guest, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell so you never miss the fire content we're bringing you every week. If you're listening from your favorite podcast platform, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review letting us know how you're enjoying the show. And as always, follow us on Instagram at The Win Win Effect to stay updated on upcoming shows and get exclusive behind the scenes footage. And lastly, fill out the feedback form and letting us know how you enjoyed our guest today and which guests you would like to see in the future. Now, without further ado, let's get back to the show. All right, I'd like to introduce Josh Felber to the show. Josh, welcome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you coming on. It's going to be fun. It's going to be yeah. fun. It's like a long time coming for me. I know that we were had a little brief conversation before we hit record on this for the listeners, but there's a lot that we can have a conversation about and, you know, lean into this. I appreciate coming on. Really, Yeah, do. man. I'm honored to be here, guys. Yeah, cool stuff. So there's a lot that we can actually talk about. But as you probably know, if you listen to some of the episodes, previous episodes, mm-hmm. we don't really talk about all the big things. We go into the nitty and gritty in that, you know, the, what the top 1% of the people do in the world. And there's right. this, and I really believe this, that it's really easy to be in the top 1% in the world nowadays because people aren't willing to put in the extra effort hmm. and, have, and being adaptable to change and, you know, having the right attitude. And it comes with the mind, right? I mean, if you want sure. to manifest anything in life, it, it comes, starts here. But you can't control your thoughts. You can direct them into a positive outlet and looking at your behaviors and going in behavioral patterns and whatnot. But for the most part, I guess we can kind of get started. And there's a lot of people that maybe don't know you, and I don't see how that maybe it's just the other 1% of the people in the world. But say, for instance, you walked inside of like Starbucks or walked inside of the mall, and you started talking and having a conversation with someone. They go, hey, Josh, what do you do for a living? Like, what, how would you describe that? Uh, I mean, easiest way is just... You know, I just tell them I'm not entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I, I don't know. I've always been pretty humble, and mm-hmm. um, never people ask. I mean, I just always have really kept it. Oh, you know, just a little of this, a little of that say. kind of thing. So, but uh, I mean, right now, you know, really just focused on 
uh, creating, you know, content to help people improve their lives, uh, running our personal uh, care brand, Primal Life Organics with my wife and growing that. Mm. And, uh, you know, and then just uh, making sure our uh, kids are as awesome as they can be. Mm. I see that you're creating some, you know, is it three kids, right? Three, three cents. Yep. Three cents. Yeah, Three cents. So you're creating a little entrepreneurs already. I've read somewhere or maybe I've seen a video where you went to some event and they were giving away like free stuff. And one of your sons picked it up and started selling it or something. (laughs) Yeah. We, we, uh, let's see. It was two years ago, I guess. Uh, Genius network. Um, so each one of the kids get to go every couple of years on a trip, just like me and them, we go do wherever. And so, um, Roman got to go with me to, um, genius network. And when we went out there and introduced him and we were kind of, we're doing our thing and, um, and he never, we'd never had ever been to a basketball game. So I think it was like uh, Friday night, we ended up going to the Suns game and he got like a free basketball and one of those kind of like rub on tattoos or whatever. So then we get back to the hotel and he's, we're talking to some people that I know and all of a sudden he starts trying to sell sell everybody the basketball. So, you know, it was like 10 bucks. So he ended up selling the basketball and then he went, then he goes up to the bar and there's other guys sitting up there and they were from the event, but I didn't directly know him. And he starts selling them like the little hand rub off tattoo for, I think he sold it for two bucks or five bucks or something. So he was all like super pumped about it. And then uh, the next day during the event and in between on breaks, he would go to the different booths and talk to the people at the booths and whether it was pens or click funnels had a booth. So he, and we know the click funnels crew real well. And uh, so he was getting um, the box of socks that they would have um, that had the click funnels logos, and everything on them. And then he was take, I think there was probably six in a box, I think. So he was taking them out individually and selling them at $10 a pair. So <laughs> he did this for like Saturday and let's see, Friday and Saturday or no Saturday and Sunday. Sorry. Saturday and Sunday. And then by the end of the weekend there, he had already generated close to, I think it was right around $400 in sales, but, and I'd never really talked to him, but I mean, he's, we homeschool him. So they watch mm-hmm. um, like the Grant Cardone sales training and uh, different par- parts of that is, you know, part of their homeschool. So maybe he picked up some of that from there and, you know, started applying and everything, but it's cool to see kind of when they're out of like a different environment and they're not around their siblings, how they kind of mm-hmm. like really, pop and you know uh, blossom into who they come are. into their own yeah i think that's it's pretty cool I, I've, I've had a couple conversations with people and i've asked questions where i was like where do you think it comes from because i i think i've even mentioned this in one of the other interviews as we had this week and they just cut us wide open as an entrepreneur as we have a different type of gene we're built different than a lot of people out there. And of course, you know, nowadays everyone glorifies entrepreneurship. Right. But you've been in the game for a very long time, obviously, you know, goes back into your very younger years, just like sure. your son. Right? I think he started out at 15 years old. We yep. share a story of cutting grass, right? And then turning that into a business. And then you went into computers. And I think that, you know, somewhere there, you were realized or exposed to a different way of looking at life and looking at business. Like, mm-hmm. I need to make it happen. Where do you think that comes from? Yeah, you know, I mean, I've thought about it. And I mean, one of the big things that really stood out for me was never really having that fear. I was Mm -hmm. never like a lot of people I've talked to or uh, other people that go, go, they go into a business or they've recently started a business and they're worried about everything. They're, oh, well, what if this happens? Or what if this happens? Or, and kind of, you know, and they're, they're just nervous and worried about it. And I never had that. And I think that's what actually helped. Um, mm-hmm. 
good and bad. Um, you know, good cause it allowed me to go in and just go full force and not worry about, you know, if it would fail or what would happen, the what ifs or anything like that. And, you know, at the times you go into it and you're just crushing it and you're going into it, uh, blindly and stuff. And maybe you're not looking at the whole picture um, that right. you need to look at and it could have been better than what it was, um, you know, for that. But I think it served me well, um, is not having that, um, kind of that fear factor as well as the just relentlessness, um, just mm -hmm. going after it and going after it and going after it and going after it and putting in the time and putting in the work. Uh, and I, you know, I think those two items that I took from when I was a kid and, uh, whether it was through initial books that I read from a mentorship. Um, I mean, my parents were always supportive, but they weren't entrepreneurs. And, um, and so I, think it kind of came from some of the reading of books with Think and Grow Rich and uh, Tony mm -hmm. Robbins, Unlimited Power and Awaken the Giant. And then taking and applying, I mean, you kind of mentioned earlier about um, <clears throat> knowing where you want to go and then going after it and everything right. and seeing what that is. And, you know, one of the big things for me was um, when I was right around 15, 16 is after I read, um, uh, I think it was Unlimited Power, and then writing down um, all the different categories that Tony had talked about in the book uh, and the goals oh, and what powerful. those were. Yeah, so like on like an eight and a half by 11, page after page after page after page. And so I'd look at that while I was a kid all the time. And then it kind of got lost. I didn't know where it went when I had ended up moving um, uh, right after high school and stuff. And so I ended up finding that years later and it was kind of cool cause I had pulled it out and I was showing my kids. I was like, Oh look, you know, here's all the different stuff and here's, and you know, it was like 80% of the things that were on there. I had already had completed um, wow. over those years. So that's cool. That's cool. And do you think that it's because of your introvert at heart of just writing things down or not really, it's kind of like processing your own in your own way. Very similar to that. But then again, it's like I've been in sales for so long in all my career and I've had to force myself to be an extrovert, but really right. at heart, I'm an introvert because I'll, I'll write things down. I have a different way of I process. I need, to, I need to see all the information and process the information. I'm an engineer, which I'm not an engineer now. Right? That's where I graduated <laughs> from engineering. But I've always, even when I was a young kid, I would take things apart to see how it worked and put it back together. I'm like, well, that doesn't really, I would always challenge the narrative, challenge, you know, the idea, sure. why are we doing it this way? Why does it need to be this way? I just wanted to see how things operated. And it's really cool that you actually put things down on a piece of paper, went back years later and completed 80% of it. But then I think Harvard did a study, I don't know, I read somewhere, Harvard did a study of people that actually had a clear and concise goals when they graduated mm -hmm. high school and they did it for like 30 years later and they went back. The ones that had a clear and concise goals of what they want to accomplish in life, majority of them actually accomplish those goals. But the ones that don't really understand what they want to do in life or don't really have that vision that you mentioned, they, there's a good chance that they won't succeed in life or have that type of quality of life. Sure. How hard is it to try to like communicate that to someone that maybe potentially is starting out in entrepreneurship on how important it is to have that clear and concise vision? Uh, you know, I think it's important, but then I, but don't let it hold you up. That's why yeah. I kind of got to okay. look at it because some people get wrapped up and like, okay, I got to create this vision and get it all down and everything else. And, and sometimes you just know, and you just have to go and do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't stop. Um, I think it can always be a uh, work in progress and, you know, you're always updating it and changing it and modifying it as things happen and as things grow and, and they change. Um, but if you want to just sit down and say, okay, 
you know, and plan, you know, like how do I want things to be now? How do I want things to be 90 days from now, a year, five years, whatever that may be. And, and you plan that out and whether it's personal business, travel, lifestyle, possessions, whatever, whatever the different categories that you want to have and, and you map it all out and you can create, um, which I didn't really had thought about it back then, but then creating that into a vision board, mm -hmm. um, which I talk more with my kids on and kind of take them that route and everything and a vision board and then actually taking and applying pictures to it. And, and or now with everything we have video and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff, that's easily accessible, you know, video and images and all that you can really amplify uh, that process than just words on a page. Um, but the other part of it is, you know, constantly reminding yourself, looking at them, whether it's the morning, whether it's once a week, um, mm -hmm. once a month, whatever that is for you. Uh, but the more often that you can see it and continue to look at it and review it, the more it's going to start to change your physiology, your yes. patterns, your habits and things that you're doing to get you there, to get you into that place. So right. you can rewire your brain if you're willing and able to be alone in your own thoughts. And that's sometimes yeah. a lot of people, they don't, they don't, they're controlled by devices, controlled by distractions and they're being reactive in life. And they don't, they don't take the time to go maybe having that routine. And I think every entrepreneur or successful entrepreneurs, they have a very structured routine that they have to go through to get themselves in a position or in a state to serve that day. And they're not trying right. to make money. That's just, of course, that's the outcome. And there's a lot, even all the businesses that you've owned over the years, you may be some, some worked out really well. Some didn't work out so well, but that's sure. entrepreneurship. But right. when, I don't look at that as a failure. I don't like to use the word failure. It's just a, it's just a, a repercussion. It's just a result. It's not going to, I mean, that's what's probably even to some of the things that maybe people would identify as a failure, but you've probably learned from that situation and actually has put you in bigger situations and better situations. So for sure. And that's a lot of times it comes back just from the habit. I think mean, it's core values, right? You talked a lot about, you know, faith, family, fitness, and entrepreneurship. Those are basic core values that you live and die by and going through those. I mean, how much does that go into your process of preparing yourself for that day and for the week and attacking what you do? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, one of the things I kind of look at it as utilizing those different pillars that you mentioned and everything kind of comes down from that. So mm -hmm. everything we kind of do is based off of faith and, you know, trying to serve. Um, and then family, you know, surrounding yourself with family. If it's, you know, if you're single and by yourself, you know, community, find friends that are going to, you know, that you want to aspire to be like, you know, from a mentorship standpoint you know, and surround yourself with those people. And obviously you got to stay healthy. So, you know, for me, it's, you know, working out right. most every day during the week and martial arts and things like that. And, you know, if you have those other pillars that are stable, you know, and, and you have your entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, it then gives you that freedom to be able to go after it and to do it. Um, mm -hmm. And if you, if you have all of that integrated, then you're not trying to have to, balance uh, time over here with your business to time Absolutely. with the family to time spiritually and everything. And so by having that um, integrated and sh all of it kind of sharing with each other and flowing synergistically, 
you're able then to spend that time and, and be effective, you know, with all those different parts. Right. I, I like what you said there. And I hope that the listeners really caught on because a lot of people, they talk about work-life balance. There's no work-life balance if you're tied into all these things and you're making sure that you're spending the right amount of time in each area to where you mm-hmm. can actually, it flows together. And that's where you gain more energy. A lot of times I talk about to people, it's just like, just like a phone or any other device. Once you unplug it from your energy source, it's draining energy. Even if you utilize use apps or whatever you're using, you're draining energy. And as an entrepreneur, you need to conserve your energy on what's actually important for you getting to the outcome rather than focusing on things that maybe have happened or result or something that maybe in your culture, maybe someone had a problem and putting out fires. A lot of people, they put out fires all day long, but they're not being proactive. Sure. Oh yeah. Because I mean, that's one of the hardest rules well, I guess she would say not really a rule. It's one of the hardest lessons that I learned at, at the beginning of entrepreneurship for myself was being reactive on things that I wouldn't say or beneath me because when you're a CEO, you're in charge of everything. It's your, it's your job. It's your, you're accountable. You got to put more effort into training and being proactive, looking at it in a way of, is it not going to get me to the outcome? If it's not going to get me to the outcome, I'm not moving. I'm going to re you know, reevaluate or measure and reassess and look for the right solution rather than just looking for a quick fix. I mean, how much does that come into play or I guess were you trying to communicate that to entrepreneurs and people that you're coaching? Um, yeah, no, it's, it, it, it's definitely important. I mean, you know, for me, um, uh, with, with all that, uh, in the four pillars and, and, everything. One of the biggest things is, you know, being kind of open with where you're at. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, cause certain days you may spend, you have to spend more time on your business and other days can require less and you're able to spend more time with your family or doing whatever. Yes. And so that's how it's, you know, kind of all integrates together. And, you know, as you asked, I mean, the reason I kind of started to figure this all out and come up with this was, you know, after our daughter was born uh, back in 08 and another business that I own part of, and just in the office all the time, putting in a lot of hours and like, Oh man, got to figure out something better than this. Mm -hmm. And then in 2010, I ended up opening up uh, some CrossFit gyms and our boys were born as well that year. And I was like, all right, I got to figure out, instead of having that, like, okay, I'm spending way too much time here and here. And I want to be able to spend time with them. I'm like, okay, you know, what if I just, you know, bring them around what I'm doing and vice versa and everything else. And that's kind of how it all started just because that, you know, being able to spend quality time with them, but also be able to run a business and also be able to stay healthy and, uh, and as well as, you know, teach them uh, from a faith standpoint and all. And so, um, I mean, that's kind of what, got the key turn for me. And you kind of see that with a lot of different other entrepreneurs is, you know, they're all in on one area, but then no area, not Mm -hmm. in the other area. So they tend to have issues with family and divorce and things like that. And um, I mean, if that's what works for them, Hey, that's what works Mm -hmm. for them. But um, that's what I found at least for me to be a better way to try to, um, be able to have all those different um, points working together and to give me a happy, successful um, life as I see it. Right. I, thank you for answering in the way that you did. And I hope that people really caught on to it because I, I suffer from that. And that's why I wanted to ask you that question. Sure. It, because I, when you start making 
the money you've never made before in life and you're really good at what you do, of course, you're passionate about what you do. Right. And you start making that coin and you start being so goal oriented and driven towards something, you forget all the other important things in your life. And that's where you get taught for myself. I got tied into the identity of being successful and making money. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, yeah, great. It's cool to make seven figures and get into the eight figure market. It's really cool. It's a really nice life. But if you don't have anybody to, you know, I guess share it with and having those meaningful conversations and people in your life, then you're, you're, you're failing, become unbalanced and unaligned. And Wes, I guess it'd just be a good point for you to kind of convey this to the listeners and, you know, ask anything you want, but why is that so hard for people? I guess that yeah. they get so like, guess so driven in one area and they forget all the other parts. Well, actually I think it goes back to that whole thing about being reactive versus proactive. Right. And because the one common theme that I, I'm hearing from you, Josh, that, you know, listening carefully is that you're very intentional in everything that you do, right? So you try to be extremely intentional and that's how then you're able to be proactive. Whereas in people will be intentional in one area and then forget all of the others because maybe it's just not much of a priority or just not top of mind for them at that point, or they don't even have the capability of making it an intent just yet until right. they lose it. And then now it's time to try to make it, you know, intentional. So I guess my question, so, you know, I guess this will be for the listeners would be, what are the first steps or, or what, say you're working with someone, how are you helping align some of those values that you've talked about right now for them in order for them to start being intentional in, in all areas of their life? Yeah, part of it is just really drilling down, you know, what's important. Uh, it, it, you know, people put, more time into the areas that are important um, and less time in areas that they feel <laughs> are not as important. Uh, you know, if they feel success and money is the top priority, you know, that's important. I mean, then that's obviously where the time is going to go. And so once we kind of can figure that out, you know, then we can look to say, you know, rearrange things, you know, try to move some things around, you know, why, why aren't these other areas top of priority, you know, for you? Why aren't they, you know, top, you know, most important, you know, and then try to drill down from there, um, you know, what that is and, you know, and then how they can um, start to look at things in a different way, um, you know, as, you know, a priority in their life and not take for granted, I guess. Absolutely. And, and in your experience from maybe people that you've you've, you've helped people that you've worked with. Um, do you find that you, I mean, I guess it was, or if there's a percentage or whatever, you know, whatever this might look like, is there, what is, I guess the biggest reason why, and as Chris kind of mentioned before, um, what is the biggest reason why people don't have these other things as, as priorities maybe versus like money is their only priority, but family isn't. And since you're, you know, obviously you look at the whole balanced picture, what, what do you find being that reason why they don't prioritize those other things? I think, you know, I think it comes down to a lot of people, like I kind of mentioned was not in a bad way, but they take it for granted. Like they're like, Oh, okay. It's there. Um, you, my family's there, but they, and they just assume that, um, it's always going to be there. And so then they can go focus this time over here. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, the other part is kind of, excitement they get excited if it's a new business that they started and they're going after it and then that tends to lead to where that becomes the habit that becomes the norm 
and th these other areas then get um, kind of left out. Yeah. How, and how do you, um, I'm just really curious about, so how, how do you convey that message to someone saying, Hey, like your priorities here, <clears throat> but if you're not balanced in these areas, here's how it's going to potentially ruin your life. All right. So how does even one go about conveying that type of a message to really help someone understand you have to have a well, you have to have a balance inside your own mind of what you, you know, what's a priority to you. Sure. I, you know, it's just real working with them to realign priorities and, you know, really get back to what's important in their life. Um, obviously without the support of their family or, you know, whatever their faith may be and in their health. I mean, this area with their businesses, entrepreneurship is going to, you know, have challenges. Who's going to be there for you when it's not going well, you know, is your family still going to be there? Is it, you know, are your health going to reach a point to where, your health is breaking down and you can't do what you're doing because you didn't take care of yourself. And, uh, you know, and why are you really all doing this? You know, is it, okay, cool. Yeah, that's great. You want to make a lot of money, but you know, what, where is that higher power that you're connecting to, to, uh, you know, that you're looking to, um, you know, bring, bring into your life and your relationship and everything. And so, um, once we can kind of get clarity on that, um, and then, you know, and then it's just little steps. I mean, just kind of like it happened when they started a business and moved into entrepreneurship and were excited, you know, they were, they were working, working, working. So it's the same thing. I mean, it's just, it's little steps, you know, adding different things back into each day. Like, as you said, being intentional. And I mean, like when I get home, um, during our dinner time and stuff, you know, we get dinner ready and eat and, you know, I don't, I put my phone away in the office. So mm. I'm not, I don't feel the need. Oh, I got to check something or see what's going on or whatever. You know, and then we, then we leave for martial arts and I spend time doing that with them and things as well. And, and yeah. so, you know, and there's different things that I've set up that other people can do the same. And so it's just those little pieces that they can add back in. Yeah. you know, by putting their phone away when they get home and mm -hmm. they're not focusing on it. Or some people locked it in a, <laughs> a yeah. safe right. or something, a yeah. time safe for an hour. That's a, that's an important tip. I mean, I don't even, so, I don't bring any technology in my bedroom right. at all. So when I go to, when I go to sleep and when I wake, when I wake up in the morning, I don't want to have access to it. I have to go all the way into my office and grab my phone <laughs> if I needed to, but I don't like to have that distraction because that's my me time. It's that's where the hardest battle I win every morning. It's 5 a.m. When I wake up, I go, that's where I start the process. And yeah. it doesn't end until I go and lay my head down. But I make sure that I have certain areas of my life that I have to make sure they're my, you know, my must. They're not just a should. I must do this to be successful because I mean, as in health and I, I, I failed at this and early in entrepreneurship, I was so driven on goals and trying to accomplish the things that I wanted and over overcompensating on certain areas of my life. And I, my health kind of went to shit. Right? <laughs> and I was like, wow. I was like, because I've always been a really fit person, like right. really fit. Like I was military, got out of box for so long and yeah, you know, playing football, baseball and stuff I was always fit. I was always out there doing CrossFit. I'm just, I needed to sweat every day. And I'm just like, I didn't do it because I was so driven. I was like, how the hell did I get fat? Why didn't anybody tell me? And then I, <laughs> of course, you know, going back in and dedicating the right time. And that's really helped me in entrepreneurship, especially in the last, you know, like nine months since all this, all this, all this jazz going on with this COVID stuff, people, right. forcing people, you know, to work on themselves. And I think that's really, you're going to know who's putting in the work for sure. I mean, I want to kind of make a shift real quick because there's so much you've done. 
in, you know, as in your career and, and to things that you're doing right now. I mean, you've won a couple of Emmys, you've won awards and books and podcasts, making bank, which obviously motivated me at a certain point of me launching our show was, I was like, all right, man, I've been behind the scenes for so freaking long in com companies and corporations and people ask me to do podcasts. I'm like, I'm not doing that stuff. I'm making money as in your podcast, making bank. Right. And I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm not on time for this stuff, but I was like, well, I need to get my face out there. I need to get my message out there. And the only way for me to do that is taking that next step and looking for something else. So that's the reason why I'm going to ask you this and I'm framing it the way I am because you've done so many other things. Like when did you decide like due to TV producing and going into, you know, writing a book and the investing and all the things you've done, why make the shifts that you haven't done, done so many different things, just the opportunity presents itself and you take action on it. Cause there's no fear there. Cause you learned that when you were a kid. Yeah. I mean, that's actually part of it um, is it ends up either being like, Oh, you know, I know I can do this better something mm -hmm. or um, you know, oh, like, so when was it probably in Oh six after we'd sold, we had, we a company I had before that we had a, um, company called Slim Mints. There are these like little Altoids that you'd eat and they have like little weight, natural weight loss ingredients in them. And we ended up getting it in like 45,000 retail stores before we sold the company. And then after that, um, I had made some contacts during that time and went in business with a friend of mine and his dad. And so we started creating this um, as seen on TV products company. So we'd go find products overseas. We'd bring them back and take them to uh, the As Seen on TV companies before like, Kevin bought the rights to the As Seen on TV brand. You know, and so we were doing this and um, it ended up spinning off into, we came across this wireless technology that didn't require any uh, wires. It would transmit a signal to uh, like a light, things like that. And you could uh, you know, control house lighting, business, business lighting, all that. So like, Oh, this is super sweet. Um, and so we, we kind of went full in on that and started growing the business. Um, but we were putting a lot of money in through technology mm -hmm. development and stuff like that. And that was kind of around that 2000 time, 2010 timeframe when I was just like, Oh man, we're traveling all the time, just not home. Um, you know, spending time with my wife and daughter and stuff. And so, that's why I decided to make a shift, you know, and, you know, I don't know, what was it? Probably three years ago, 2017. I mean, they ended up, you know, selling the company, which was about 10, 11 years later for, you know, over 30 million, you know? And so, <laughs> you know, so it was like one of those things where you're like, oh, okay. You know, uh, I kind of missed out, but, you know, I did it from a reason standpoint is I was passionate about health. I was passionate about mm -hmm. fitness and, and staying healthy and it was harder for me to do that while I was there. And so hence, that's why I was like, oh, I love CrossFit. I've been doing it since like 2001, 2002. And, you know, let me go open one up because I know I can do it better than anybody in the area. And, right. you know, we opened up and like 18 months later, we're almost at a seven figure uh, run rate and, um, you know, with close to 350, 400 members. So a lot of it is going in and knowing for me at least is uh, I know I could do it better. And <laughs> right. Exactly. And that's where it all comes from. I mean, it goes, it still ties into your core values is the point. Right. Obviously, yeah. you know, it still ties into it and that's where, 
you're always going to be aligned with their purpose and getting into because that way you'll have the fulfillment you know side of it because an entrepreneurship is short lived right i mean it's a 15 second rule when you hit hit a goal or hit whatever it's like yay and yeah. okay, it's gone you got to keep moving you got to fall in love morally with the process and anything else for sure so, so when it comes to invest i've done a lot of investing and and I think you learned it from, and I wrote down his note, Mr. Graham. That's the reason I want to write that down from even when you're in school, right? And you won a contest. I think you were first out of what, 14,000 people yep. in, in investing. And while I want to pick your brain on this, because I'm, I'm very curious, what are some of your deciding factors when you're looking to invest into a company? Like what are the things that jump out to you the most and make you want to do it? Uh, I mean, for me personally, um, I mean, the contest I went back then was in stocks and stuff. So right. Yeah. Different. Yeah. I'm just saying in general, I'm not <laughs> but, just bringing it up as a point. Yeah. But I mean, from an investment standpoint in private brands or things like that, you know, it's more the team, a lot of it, a lot of time, the team that is it, and, you know, are they passionate? Do they, your core mm -hmm. values line up? Um, you know, are they hungry? Are they, you know, driven to, um, you relentlessly continue to go after it and go after it to make it a success. Um, and then obviously, as long as it's a, a marketable, viable product and stuff. But um, I mean, I think those are kind of key and core. Um, uh, some friends um, recently acquired like uh, some of the big brands that have gone out of business, um, like Dress Barn and Pier One. And so myself and a couple other friends are investors into that kind of stuff. Um, because they got a good e-commerce team that's running it and leading right. it and stuff. And so they've been able to double the results already after doing that. And so, you know, looking, like I said, at the team and then making sure it aligns with, um, you know, what, what, with what I believe in stuff. So. Right. When you, congratulations on also, the, I think one of the last times that we spoke individually um, before this, you know, today, one of your products and obviously the stuff you have going on went in retail and you went to, I got you Walmart and getting listed that, that went through, correct? Uh, so, yeah. So we've been in Walmart um, with our one product, our natural tooth powder um, mm -hmm. in their naturals department. But uh, we just recently got final confirmation that uh, we'll be moving into 161 natural grocery stores. Oh, wow. Um, congrats. Yeah. So that'll act. And it got pushed. It was supposed to be September. We were supposed to roll out, but due to COVID and stuff, it got pushed till January one. Mm. Um, but so we'll be rolling out January one. And, um, and then also we have, um, our one, uh, our one dental kit. Um, it's, it, it's going to be in, uh, Dave Asprey's quarter four box in December that'll ship. So it'll go to about 3000 people that get his quarterly biohacking box and stuff. So. Gotcha. And, now, I know this thing, you know, went into my question of the, you know, the investing thing. I wanted to pick your brain on it and goes into that because of everything that I've learned in, especially in entrepreneurship and the people that I have learned from, I guess, indirectly, not really directly from someone. Mm -hmm. I learned that, you know, you taking, it's all about how much money you make, it's how much money you save and then multiplying different revenue streams and looking for other opportunities for you in the future. Because there's certain things that I'm involved in, you know, as in we're, me personally and me kind of sure. like going into the companies and consulting and whatnot, but there's other things that I'm a silent owner on and I want to make sure that I'm staying focused on actually what motivates me and what, what I'm inspired by and with my purpose. Cause I noticed that you do a lot of you even stuff with the podcasting and think it come from, I think when you very first started podcasting, you did what, five hours a week and you were doing, spending so much time editing and all the other processes. Oh, yeah. Like 30 plus hours a week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, well, you got it down to five hours. I think yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So I had a flop, but you know, that's a lot of time. And that's where I struggled with at the very beginning of the production of the show, 
I was like, okay, great. We have an idea. And of course we're going to reach a, you know, a huge audience and, you know, we're getting so much feedback and I wasn't really paying attention to it. I wanted to keep it away. You know, sure. I don't care who's listening. I need to focus on what I'm delivering. And I was spending so much of my time editing and podcast. Like all oh, this yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I don't, man, this ain't, where, 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 I got to make money, man. Like, it's like a whole nother job. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess it sounds like for me, you know, through your journey, what you've done is you've just seen an opportunity where you can see a, you know, I guess a hole in a gap somewhere and for you to make an impact in serving someone else. So they don't have to go through what you went through in your journey. Right. And that goes, and that's where some of the stuff and the products and the things that you have, they just like, Hey, this is from my trials and tribulations. This is from my growth. This is from my journey. And you trying to relate that into the marketplace and share that. I mean, do you do that on a, on a personal level, just like, oh, that's because it is part of your core values and trying to serve people and trying to help people, or you do it in a way of, you know, maybe just learn through what I've done and how I can monetize and make money from it in the future and looking at a different revenue streams. I mean, how, where does that come into play with your mind? Uh, I mean, so part of it is, okay, you know, what can I align with, um, you know, if there is an opportunity that, uh-huh. uh, you know, for additional revenue streams that potentially could be something big, um, you know, and obviously you want to diversify into different areas. So, um, you know, if you have one area of the marketplace that stops working or whatever, you still have this over here and, you know, and everything. And so, um, part of that is looking for things that we, that I know that can, uh, help protect and provide for our family as well as then um, other areas that, all right, cool. This is just like a, a good risk play. And if it, if it goes well, it's going to be something big. I have so many things that, you know, sometimes going on and so many other ideas and so many opportunities are being presented to me now that it's kind of hard for sometimes me sit back and go, okay, what's the most important thing? When you're getting thrown a huge, a lot of opportunities, how important is it for you to, I guess, break down, okay, here's the top five that I need to, I want to focus on for my own personal growth. I don't want it to stunt my growth is the problem. I guess you're saying, sure. I don't want to serve too much. Like what is, what's the, what's your process for that? Um, most of the time I just, <laughs> I skim it if it comes via email or whatever. And I mean, unless it like really jumps out and peaks me, I don't even reply. Right. Okay, good. So, All right. That, that I mean, way, I just want to make good. sure that I'm not being a dick. You know no, that's just kind of like the no, but then it's like, all right, well then I got to sit right. there and type something out and, and reply no and, and everything else. So that just takes too much time. You yeah, know, like I, that's, that's what I'm saying is like, it's so much time that I'm consuming in my day. I'm like, I just, I don't want it to come across a certain way to the, the person or the people like, okay, yeah, I took a look and it didn't, I, I'm not interested at all. Right. So I'm going, I'm taking the time and I guess just structuring my day the way I am. I usually just send it to my assistant and let her handle it, but I just didn't want to come yeah, across a, good a certain way. way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, Wes, what, what would you like to bring up with that? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's, um, I think that's perfect. I mean, really it, it comes down to, is it, does it align with your values, right? Does right. it align with your values? Is it, is it going to take up my time in a negative right. way? Is it something that I can contribute to? Right. So I think that's what really breaks it down. If, if I don't really understand it all that well, is there people that I know do understand that? Am I confident in them? Right. And those are some of the things that, that I look for as well. So, uh, you know, the, I think all, of, all three of us share that, you know, where it's like, okay, your inbox is getting full. You see all these different opportunities, but then you start, what's the real opportunity cost? 
So I always sure. look at that. What's the opportunity cost yep. of me getting involved? Because it's never, it's never the investment. So like, right. if, if I'm investing, doesn't matter what dollar I'm putting $500,000 into this. It's not that what the, I'm, that I'm losing because in my mind, I know that there's the risk factor there. It's what could I have done differently? And that's the real loss. Like well, if I, what's the real opportunity cost there? And I've made those mistakes as well. I mean, not even that long ago, I've made those types of mistakes where I'm like, I made this, you know, it's $150,000 investment here, but it cost me millions of dollars here because of the fact that my energy went towards this right. and not towards that. Yep. So podcasting and the things that you have going on. I know there's a lot, even from sometimes when someone looks at your bio, your bio is like 10 pages long. I don't even want to, it's like a, it's going to be a challenge to pretty much do an intro after this, you know, before, before just goes out. And that's right. Just, just keep it short. One line. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I know that's just like, I'm like, damn, I was like, where do, where, where do I really begin? Cause I know that we've had a, you know, we went back and forth a couple of times, you know, in the last six months and, and, you know, leading up to today. But, <laughs> which is kind of funny, but when you're looking at it with all the things that you've done and it doesn't matter all the things you're doing is what the things that you're going to do, right? And it comes, I guess, with even coaching. When I have someone that I'm coaching a company, corporate, it doesn't matter. I look at what they could be in the potential rather than who, where they are currently right now. Sure. And a lot of it comes from, you know, defining competitive advantage and what's their it factor, right? What do they draw from each and every day? And every entrepreneur and every person is individually different, you know, unique and special in a way. Like what are, what's your competitive advantage and what do you draw from every single day when you're at that weak moment or at that time where like, I need to be able to push and always being resilient because that's, that's the whole thing about being an entrepreneur. You have to be resilient. Like you're going to get no, I think somewhere you went for a whole year without you getting a response back at a certain, you know, with what you're looking for. So what do you pull from every day, Josh? I mean, for me, you know, I've always, I mean, I grew up Catholic, so it was kind of the normal kind of uh, faith thing, but then, you know, kind of, and then I kind of fell out over the years and then back somewhere around, let's see, 2001 or two, somewhere right in there. Um, then we got involved with uh, a really cool church, um, by us that was just non-denominational Christian focus mm-hmm. upbeat and just really kind of brought God and stuff back into my life. And I mean, I think a lot of it stems from that and knowing, I mean, whatever money I have or whatever I have or whatever I'm doing is serving him. It's, it's his mm-hmm. stuff. I'm just renting or leasing it. <laughs> right. And, you know, and I'm creating a um, bigger marketplace or higher um, opportunity um, you know, for people to experience and, you know, connect with him. And, and then part of it is, you know, now I got three kids to raise and, you know, raise under kind of that, uh, focus and mindset and direction and stuff. And, you know, then try to make sure, you know, I'm doing a good job over there, uh, with that to that they're, you know, on the same track and, uh, you know, understand the, the same, uh, ideas and things. So. Right. I mean, it just keeps coming right back to the core values everything. I interview a lot of people and a lot of people you've interviewed before. I've had an opportunity. I'm blessed. You know, I'm, every day I wake up and I'm blessed I and mean, everything I do for a reason I do for, for God. Right? right. And gives me every opportunity that I do have good or bad. I mean, I start my day saying thank you and I end my day saying thank you and I'm praying, you know, because it's important to me. But when you become unaligned, you don't, you're not giving it to the highest source or you're not giving the universe, whatever people believe spirituality. You know, I'm not going to get into that kind of conversation with some of the listeners, but whatever they believe it's good for you. As long as you're a great person inside and out in your heart, you're great. Okay. So, <laughs> but 
when you're looking at everything in your life and you're going back into those core values, it seems like you don't really become unbalanced, Josh. I mean, have you ever become unbalanced before in your career or in your life where you lose touch on certain areas of your life? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I run pretty, pretty even. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I remember, let's see, when was it? It was uh, kind of when the whole dot-com crash and everything and okay. after losing a lot uh, at that time, you know, and having um, kind of more of the direct connection to my value it was like, oh, okay. It was on the value of money and what the amount of money that I had at that point in time and, uh, and everything. And, you know, and so for a little while after that, I was like, ah, oh, man, you know, this is, you know, I felt bad for myself, kind of not really depressed, but just because I don't think I've ever really been in depressed, but, right. <laughs> but, but just, just down and dumps, like felt like, down you're in dumps, a, like yeah, yeah, right. And, uh, and what's weird is for me too, there's certain language patterns I don't ever use. Mm. Like, you know, and I don't know if just something I learned when I was little or things like that, but, and I hear other people talk and, you know, and that's probably their language patterns that they've learned over the years, everything. And there's a lot of self-limiting or negative um, uh, language patterns that are utilized and yes. whether it was depressed and, um, you know, like bad days and run down and, you know, just stuff like that. And obviously, I mean, you want to be honest with yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's days like, oh man, I'm tired today. I worked out. I know I worked out too hard yesterday. Didn't eat enough. Didn't recover enough like I should, you know, and I'm feeling run down today, but it's more kind of like that. Like, oh, I'm just run down again today. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, and, <laughs> and you have that, it, 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 just that, uh, the way you're talking and, and mm-hmm. everything. And, and so for me, I don't, I've never really utilized a lot of, if all any, maybe once or twice in my life, but, uh, those types of negative language patterns. And, and so I think that has allowed me to stay at it. it, Usually I'm I'm always happy. I'm positive. I'm upbeat. I'm focused. Um, I can usually always find like the best in something, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And, and I think that's a lot of, you know, a lot of reasoning, you know, from that. That's huge for people because people, sometimes they have a really critical inner voice and they're horrible to themselves and they say horrible things. Like horrible. Like, um, I guess one of the best compliments, one of the best things that I've ever uh, received in probably in the last couple of years, um, I have three nieces and one, the oldest one, her name is Bella. She's 10, just turned 10 years old, which is crazy to think that she's 10 years old for me. But she went to school and she corrected her teacher on the word I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that phrase because i don't say that i just i correct you know obviously you right. know kids and, and whatnot just don't you can't just say i can't do something you just haven't figured a way around it or accomplishing whatever you are yet you know you'll yeah. find it eventually if you're putting forth you know putting the right intention putting forth the right effort but she corrected on that and she said that um success is a choice is what she told her teacher and her teacher wrote home a letter to you know my sister my, her mom yeah uh, they, and like, you know, I, I don't know who her uncle is, but he seems like a great person. <laughs> she corrected me in school. And I think that's pretty cool. The impact that you have on others. And that's where like kids, like your own children or the people around you, the things that you would say, people pay attention. And the things yeah. that you oh, feel yeah. subtle, you don't pay attention to, they're paying sure. attention. And that impact that you have on others. And I think and that's kudos to you. Like we always staying, always being conscious of the fact on how, 
critical you are being or the language patterns. A lot of people, they don't understand that type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, and nobody's obviously perfect. I mean, it's right. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty enough times I know when I've been tired or something like that. And the kids ask, I'm like, oh, nah, just, you know, kind of something like that. And, and then mm. afterwards, I'm like, ah, oh, I shouldn't have responded that way or whatever, you know, I think about it. But, you know, but I think as long as you're learning from it and correcting and, you know, and, and I let them know like, oh, hey, sorry, guys, it's just, you caught me in a weird spot and, you know, whatever and, and you know, and clear, you know, and clear it up and stuff. Cause, but it's, uh, you know, so, I mean, instead of driving, striving for perfection, you know, just striving to be the best that you can be for who you are and, yes. uh, and everything. So. All right. I talk a lot about, and I hear a lot of people say, you know, similar things. I mean, whatever works for them is like, you know, my dedication becoming 1% better each and every day has been my saving grace. That's where I focused mm-hmm. on actually the process rather than the end result. Right. Not, the end result, just, it's just, it's always going to get bigger. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter as long as I'm focusing on the right things each and every day and being critical of myself and what I'm putting into the areas of my life and the right areas of my life for me to manifest the life that I have. Sure. And for you to kind of do that each and every day and focusing on that, I mean, you look at it as every day of the year, right? It's 365 days. If you're getting 1% better each and every day, it's 365%. People that have a birthday, say your birthday was a day and you went to Chuck E. Cheese, whatever the hell you went. And if you're doing the same shit next year, at the same time, I'm not going, right? Right. Just, like you're not, improving, you're not improving. Like you got to keep doing better things, whatever is meaningful to you. Like what are some of the things that Josh wants to accomplish later in life? Like, I mean, how much time do you spend on, okay, I'm increasing in all these areas. I'm growing as much as I'm growing. I'm doing all the, won a couple of Emmys, awards, and making bank podcasts, all of these, all these things that you're doing and you're manifesting, you created this life. You put in the work. That's why you've created so many great sure. things. I mean, how much do you think about the future? Like, what do you want to accomplish? Like, your goals? Like, what are some of those? Yeah, I mean, for me, um, you know, a lot of it is <clears throat> with family and, you know, raising, raising our kids mm-hmm. a certain way um, and, and making sure they're on the right path. So, I mean, I think that's, that's a big thing. Um, I mean, all the other stuff is kind of just areas that you can – spend money and waste money on. But I mean, you know, at some point, you know, to be able to take those guys and, you know, travel different parts of the world and mm-hmm. things like that, um, you know, is cool. Uh, I know we have a couple of things that we're working on right now with our business. I can't mention right at the minute, right, right, it's right. all under <laughs> certain contract <laughs> and stuff, but um, it, it's hard, uh, hard sometimes when people it, ask me questions, I can't, I can't expose all the way. I really want it's like a, like, ah, I can't tell you. In about you. three weeks, it'll be out there. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> right. but um, you know, and you know, it's just like when we were working on building out our board, it's like, okay, you know, wh- who would, who would you want to have on your board and, you know, and why, and, you know, and kind of creating that same kind of vision. And, you know, that's what we started to put together. And, um, you, you know, and for Prime Life Organics, I mean, we have Dave Asprey on the board because I mean, mm-hmm. his customers align directly with what we do, health focused and everything else. And, you know, his experience building bulletproof coffee, you know, to hundreds of millions of dollars. And, you know, and then we have the ex-president of L'Oreal on our board. I mean, yeah, being in the space and, you know, and so we got awesome, amazing people like that. And, and we have one other person that's pending as well, um, who's super, super, super well known. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, and hopefully we'll know in the next one or two weeks on that as well. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of the same thing, whether, um, 
is getting it down with what you want. So we'd put down who we wanted to have on our board, you know, and then we just start reaching out, reaching out to them. And, you know, I think that's, you know, is the action part. And so whatever your visions are and your goals and your dreams, you know, is it's not just getting them down on paper and looking at them at them every day. That's part, part of it, but it's then also taking action, going after it, um, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you, you know, and, consistently, like you said, doing it every single day, you know, whether it's a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow, and that'll add up, you know, after time. You putting that much time into that. And it sounds like to me, I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, <laughs> it's funny with it where I'm picking your brain on this and I, I spend and invest that much time into analyzing them and prospecting and putting all that time and effort into making sure that not things are perfect, but things are aligned and okay. Hey, this is what could happen good or bad from the situation? What adjustments do I need to make? That's how much time and effort I put into preparation. Right. Before I start, before I pull triggers. Not that I have to have things perfect. It's not the case. So that I, where, what do I need to do? Like, what's my process? Like, what's my strategy? How am I going to attack this? Because like when I, every day, man, I'm, I don't just go through my day. I attack my day. Right. Like, I'm pretty aggressive. Certain situations, obviously not that aggressive, but you know what I mean? But when you're going, when you're looking as an entrepreneur, like you're the leader, like you were the leader yourself first, then you have to lead everything else around you. How many people you think look up to what you've done and look up to, I guess, looking at what vibration you're putting out that frequency? I mean, are they looking at your energy? I mean, how many people you think that you make an impact with on that type of level and just looking at you as a lead person? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't know. But right, yeah. that's, a, okay. that's always a tough question. But it you is. Know, what, what's cool, though, is when you do get people that reach out. I mean, just like when you and I were connecting and stuff and, you know, and you're like, oh, man, your show helped me so much. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, I get that kind of stuff. And it's, it's super cool when you do. And maybe some people don't reach out, but it's impacted. You know, um, I've had other people, which was somebody I connected with one point. And they're like, oh my gosh, I've been listening to this since like the second or third episode. And like, it's helped me here and it helped me all in this part of my life. So like just even doing the podcast and knowing and seeing like how it's dramatically affecting people and mm-hmm. I'm, where I'm not right there in front and connecting with that person other than through audio or video and everything, you know, is huge. And I think, um, you know, it's our responsibility, you know, as a host or, you know, on a podcast and things like that to provide that type of information and that material for people out there um, that may, may not access, have access initially that may or may not, you know, or may be in a certain spot right now in their life that you're, you come across and create that help and help them at wherever point they are, um, which I know I've gotten a few of those types of messages and stuff in the past. And, and so it's, I think it's from that standpoint is dramatic and it's um, multiple 10 X's that you know, of, of impact, you know, that's created in, in everything mm-hmm. out there. Right. I asked that because we obviously we're both hosts and we have our own shows and then we go on other shows and we have to wear, we have a different tone that we have to go. We have to go with their beat, right. And go with the questions that they're asking sure. and you have to take it. Obviously a lot of hosts and I hear a lot of podcasts, a lot of people are coming out with podcasts nowadays, but they don't shut the hell up and let the guests speak. 
you know, and <laughs> it seems something, yeah, it's great for framing. And that's what we do is I just frame up, I listen to what you're telling me and I have a normal sure. conversation. I hate going on the shows where they ask me a question and they don't really listen to the response. Mm. <laughs> they just move on to their sheet, move on to the next question. I'm like, oh yeah, right. that's great. Great answer. Okay, move on. And they ask the same questions. I'm when you go on other shows, right? And I, and I see that you've done a lot of shows, which is great. And it's kind of like, is it your way of just giving back? on how all the success you've had with your show and all the people are just going into different networks and how much does that know it's a two part question. How much do you go, how much in your thought process of actually want wanting to go on the show? Does that turn you off when you hear people just ask the same questions over and over and over, or do you not pay attention to it? Uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I'm always happy to help. I mean, I know when I started mine, uh, you know, I was, fortunate that I was able to land some good people right away mm -hmm. and appreciate them taking a chance on me. And, and so a lot of, I, a lot of times I get hit from new startup podcasts and things like that. And um, I mean, long as I kind of have everything together and I can get it scheduled pretty easily and things like that, you know, right. I'll jump on and, and be on the show and stuff and help them out. Um, just cause I, I knew, I knew what it was like uh, starting out and everything. Um, but uh yeah, you do. You get a handful, I and mean, not just new ones, even ones that have been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. And they do. They have their format, and they have their same set questions, and it creates a process for them, which you know is is how they want to do it, and you know, and that's great, um, uh, and everything overall. So uh, you, you know, and then there's other other shows and stuff that uh, just you know, free flow and ask questions and things like that. And yeah, I've been on a good handful where people talk 90% of the time and you talk 90% right. of the time. So, no. um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, and you kind of look back and a lot of times those shows are there for a little while and then mm -hmm, you'll see they go them. away. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just, I mean, you have anything worth a substance or value. It's going to take time. And it's just like, you know, podcasts and the ones that stick around are the ones that do have a lot of you know, great guests that come on. And I look at every person that does come on our show and I, I don't like vet a lot of them, but I like to at least have some type of conversation before, you know, we get on the show that way. It's just not that dead five, seven minutes into the conversation before you get into rapport and you really bring a lot of value because I look at it as my moral obligation to the listeners to bring on who's hot, who's not, you know, on, on right. the show and bringing, bringing them value. My job is to ask the question, to get the information out of you to, for them. It's not me. For sure. Yeah. You know, and that, yeah. that's a responsibility. I mean, what's, what, what would you like to add to this? Yeah. Um, you know, actually one thing that, cause I know we're getting close to yeah. our time here. So I want to, I wasn't planning on asking this whatsoever, but something you said kind of triggered it for me. And it's more of a, a personal question for you. So if you don't feel comfortable asking it or answering it, please don't. But, um, you know, one thing I see that a lot of people are struggling with today, because obviously you're someone who, who you lead with your faith, right? You're not afraid to talk about your faith. It's a, a, a very important part of your life. I feel like we're kind of developing a culture where people are afraid to lead with that because of scrutiny and things along those lines. And, and as entrepreneurs, we have to be careful about how we're perceived because it can affect our business impact it, and all of that. How, what advice would you give to people or even what would, what do you do to ensure that you can openly and even empower your own children to lead with your faith without, without the, you know, worrying about the repercussions of it? Yeah. Good question. And you know, it's interesting. A good friend of mine just actually started 
Um, if you guys know Justin Brooke at all, um, big Google marketer and um, always been atheist and everything else. And uh, he's kind of taken this last year journey to um, dive into Christianity and Jesus and everything else. And all of a sudden now he's like, did a full 180. <laughs> and, you know, I've and, seen that. I don't know if it's the same person. Uh, go, go ahead. Yeah, but I think yeah I no, no. But, so, uh, yeah, no. So he, you know, and now, you know, he's always out there talking about it and he's always, you know, and, you know, looking to be a teacher now and he's like trying to educate himself as much as he can around it. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't think, you know, if, I mean, for me, I've, it, it's never worried me. I don't, I, I could care less what people think. <laughs> I mean, I've never like, Oh, I'm worried about this person or, Oh, you know, what, you know, whatever. It's never, that's just not who I am. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty type A and, uh, and so for me, I kind of just do whatever I want to do. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, I post stuff during this time frame. I mean, you know, president, you know, focusing on president Trump and support. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was kind of funny because in our neighborhood that we live in, it's a nice place. And, uh, what's so finally somebody put out like a Biden sign. I was like, Oh man, I can't have somebody have a Biden sign out in our net. And so, you know, we got like four <laughs> Trump signs now in our front yard. And then put our them around neighbor, all of you just put like a build a fort around it. Yeah. Like corner so corner then, to well, sign. Well, it's funny is our one neighbor next to us was like, Oh, Oh, can I have one of those and put it in mine? And we're like, yeah, sure. And then all of a sudden you see like down the road, there's a Trump flag hanging here. Now all of a sudden everybody like on mm -hmm. our street area, except for the one person has Trump signs. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just taking that chance and not really caring what other people think. Right. And, you yeah. know, whether it's about faith, whether it's about, you know, your life and your direction and, um, you know, what you want, you got to put yourself out there and who cares what, if people unfollow you, they unfollow you. I mean, yeah. they do it all the time. They'll ask you for a job a year later. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, so no, I'm, I'm really glad you answered it that mm -hmm. way. Cause that's what, that's what really what I wanted people to hear was sure. stop caring so much about the repercussions mm -hmm. and just do what you do and be yourself. Yeah. You got 100%. Right. You got to get out your own head. You got to get out your own head. Mm, you got to yeah. get out. Um, yep. You know, it, if you're, sir, if you are care that much about everybody's opinions, I mean, who gives a crap? Everyone's going to, everyone's entitled to one anyway. And I don't want to pay attention to it Yeah, because People leave with their, you know, successes and, and they don't really want to talk about their failures or setbacks and, you know, just being 100% authentic and who, truly who you are. Um, to that one person to put that Trump sign up or whatever that might be for you yeah. could be launching that podcast, writing that book, doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable and not only caring about what people are going to think about it. I mean, and then they go, wait a minute, that person was successful. Holy crap. And then they see the impact and then they're like, oh, okay, great. I mean, I've had people unfollow, follow, send me a message. I hate you. You know, <laughs> like I might offend someone and then they'll, you know, like me back. I'm like, Hey man, I appreciate it. I'm like, don't you know that I can still see the first message you sent me? <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Like that stays there. You know, like I remember the message, but I guess for the most part, I mean, I know that it's kind of hard not to be able to find you. Right. I mean, you just pretty much yell out the window, Josh. <laughs> you can Google and yeah, I'm out there pretty much everywhere. Right. I mean, I guess what, what would be the best spot for them to, I guess, would fall into podcasts, go into your website. I mean, where, where would you like to have our listeners contact you and just communicate with you or maybe provide a little bit of feedback for them? I know that they're going to, obviously, we get a lot of feedback from, you know, obviously the people that we bring on the show, but I just want to make sure that they're driving in the right place. 
Yeah, awesome. No, it's best place is my website, just Josh and then Felber, F as in Frank, E L B as in boy, E R dot com. Okay. Uh, it has all my social handles on it. Uh, the podcast is on there. So that's the easiest spot just to hit up and uh, follow me or just Google my name. All right. I mean, it's pretty easy, right? So, <laughs> but I appreciate you coming on, man. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I knew that, you know, this is going to be bringing on so many different types of guests, but it, obviously you've done so many different things. And I think that's what I really wanted to make sure that I drove home to the listeners. I don't even care. Like you can do all these different things. You don't have to be just that one sales guy or be the, you know, marketing person. You can do a lot of different types of things that opportunity presents itself and it ties into your core values and it aligns perfectly. And you can manifest anything you want in life. But I think there's a lot of golden nuggets, man, that you shared. I appreciate you sharing all the things you have. Yeah, for sure. It's an honor and uh, excited to be able to share uh, all the information on your show, Chris. All right, awesome.